Before we start, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Nexo, the only provider offering instant crypto credit lines that don't do no credit checks whatsoever. All you have to do is make sure you have crypto assets such as Bitcoin, Ethereum or others. Deposit them on the Nexo platform. They will use these as collateral to give you a loan from a few hundred dollars to millions of dollars. To get started, make sure you go to nexo.io. That's N-E-X-O.io. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Survival Skills Podcast, and my name is Greg Jabez. Uh, if you're watching this on Hardcore Crypto, my YouTube channel, um, you actually might want to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Uh, if you really want to get into podcasts, I think it's the right thing to do is to have the app so that you get notified whenever, whenever uh, I make a post. Uh, so I'm in... Um, I'm in lockdown in South Africa and I just wanted to uh, share some of the learnings from the crisis so far. So there's two ways to look at this as an economic crisis, a health crisis pretty much. Uh, so first I have to acknowledge and feel sorry for those who have been directly affected by the virus, um, you know, the patients, but also the people who have lost their loved ones uh, in the crisis. And I know for a lot of us, we don't know people directly who have been affected for me- most of us. So it still feels like it's something in the news, but like there are people that are actually losing lives on the daily. And it can also, it, it can also I cannot help but, but think of, be thankful of the healthcare workers uh, or anyone who is working in the medical field because those are the only people that can actually they need to work right now they don't work because they want to but they they need to otherwise things would pretty much collapse and the most interesting thing there is that just a week ago before this or a month ago we considered some of those people as unskilled workers right or low skilled workers whatever you want to put it as but now they're essential workers which speaks to how much we value things in society. And this is something that I think will come to question after this crisis and how we create incentive models, right? Uh, people that are in healthcare, I don't think they should be paid less uh, than uh, like wh- how they're paid right now. So the world is now changing. This is a new paradigm. I think we're jumping into a completely new world. And this is one of the things that I think will, be, will change as well. So to share some of my learnings is that, well, number one is that uh, the most important thing I've learned is that you always want to be paranoid and it helps to be paranoid. You can, um, you can look at the American government, for example, uh, they were not paranoid enough and you can see the, how devastated their, the country is. But to speak um, generically here, there, I think, just there's a there's a case of being being paranoid but there's also an issue of denial we have been in denial of this for a long time because i think the first case was reported to uh to who on the 31st of december but people were living in denial because of you know different reasons a lot of people were worried about the economy so even though the the virus was taking place in in wuhan china most countries didn't want to take the necessary measures for fear of losing um, economic value. 
and now that is hitting us back into um, the back because we have to deal with it anyway and now at a worse case than it was before. So it helps to be paranoid and I think people that are paranoid will survive uh, this crisis. The second thing that I've, lear I've learned is uh, the fragility of the economy. I think both at a macro and at a micro level. Uh, at a macro level, uh, we're, they try to sell us the sense of safety and security and we're the experts, we know what we're talking about, everything is good uh, and you have to do this. But now when things crumble or when we get exposed to unexpected events like coronavirus, then you realize that nobody really knows what they're doing. Uh, nobody has the answers except for maybe medical professionals. So that is something that I've had to understand. Uh, and to, 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 to be clear, to me, this is kind of a good and bad because on the other hand, I'm thankful that this has happened when I'm 25 years old. This is the first crisis to happen in my adult life. I had 2008, I was in high school, I had nothing to protect, but now I have something to lose and it's more like a character test, a test of character to see how I can prevail in this kind of crisis and prepare better in the next crisis because now I understand that things can really change in a whim, just like that. Like Thanos, you know, like Thanos just flicked his finger. So in, in a snap of a second, everything can change. And now I have a different understanding of what uh, being prepared means. Because to me right now, being prepared means maybe having two years of runway. That's having enough savings to be able to, be able to live through uh, until the crisis is over. So that's one of the things that um, I have learned. And at a micro, the fragility is just as real because uh, which takes me to my second point, we have a false sense of security. Uh, most of us, most people, uh, live by, um, you know, they have full-time jobs, and having a full-time job gives us a sense of security, especially if you have a high-paying job, uh, you know, uh, upper middle class, so to speak, that, you know, you don't have to worry about anything anymore. Your life is sorted. But this has taught me, because now I know people who have lost their jobs already, they had, you know, some of the best jobs in the world and they cannot even afford to take care of themselves for, for a month from now. So that is something that is painful to learn and it's something that will always stay at the back of my mind that, you know, the sense of security of like, you know, so if you have a job, it's perceived as, okay, now you are qualified to, to, to get debt even. You can get student loans, you can get, how, you know, home loans, uh, pretty much you can do anything based on you having security, that's a job. But now when things like this happens, now nobody have the answers, but then you still have to pay for all those things. Um, you know, if you lose your job right now, which most people will, it means that you still have to take care to, to service the debt that you have when you had security, but now we don't have the security. So that is scary, but it is a reality. Um, another thing is the level of preparedness. Again, uh, I think preparedness now means quite something different to me. Uh, a lot of states or a lot of countries now, they, have, they even have to, to 
use other measures to just try to protect the economy because they were never prepared for it. Uh, most pol politicians don't really work at all. They're lazy, they pretend woo-woo because the pattern was working, the, the cycle was ongoing. But now you can see that people have to work. The politicians now have to work. And, the, and all, this is all because we, we knew about, for example, the, I, from my understanding, the family of the coronavirus that, that is causing COVID-19 is the same family of corona, it belongs to the same family of coronaviruses that cause SARS and MARS. So there's no, there's no uh, immunity created for that. Uh, there is no vaccine because the projects to create the vaccine started when the, but the, when the, the curves of Mars and SARS were flattened out, uh, those projects were shelves because of lack of funding or from the pharmaceutical point of view, there wasn't enough business for them to even bother. But now that uh, level of complacency has now gotten us to this point, which is much worse. So we're never prepared. I think we need to be more, more prepared. And speaking back to security, if you were in where you're putting money into a retirement fund, even now you're at risk because that does not guarantee you security anymore because that money is even being lost because it was invested in someone else, something else. So what I thought about that, I was like, I'm the only one who can guarantee my own security because um, it's something that it's, if I want to protect myself and my family first, I need to put that work myself to be the main hedge or the main controller of that. Not thinking that investing in something like a retirement fund is the answer of all of them because the so-called experts too, they don't really know what is going. The system is way too big. That's the problem. So right now, I'll take different measures from now on of how I think of insurance, self-insurance and also hedging. So the last thing I wanted to share was also that taking care of the self be as safe as possible is something that we can do for ourselves because the worst, the worst thing you want to do right now is to get sick because if you do, then the things will get a lot worse. The world is already getting worse and we don't want to get at, that, at the bottom of the pile. And the most painful thing is that this is, I was talking to, to a friend of mine last night uh, on a call, I was saying, you know, People who have full-time jobs, very safe jobs, which is majority of people, uh, it's harder for them if you don't run a business, right? It's harder to put the, the pieces together and understand what's coming. And I saw this already be uh, before, because uh, before it, get, it got worse, because people were making fun of the coronavirus thing, because it was like, ah, it's over there. And even when the lockdown started to this point, a lot of people are thinking of this as a holiday or time off or, you know, this is the time to just relax and watch Netflix, which is very scary. But then you realize that a lot of business owners uh, or heads of state are worried because they can already see what's about to come. So if you're in that mindset, what I can share with you is that things will get worse and things does not look good. The economy will collapse because I can already see that the... Um, you don't, have to, you don't have to tell anyone at this point how the economy will misbehave. It was already, in a, in a, if you look at this from a cycle's perspective, uh, when I say I mean the economic cycle, we're already at the verge of a crash because it's a cycle. 
this is just a pin that popped the bubble. So this was meant to happen, but now it's going to be much worse because of how it happened. So if anything, right now, we're better off learning new things, uh, exploring new ideas of how to survive through uh, this crisis because it won't be easy. It's not the time to relax because when, even when the lockdown is over or the, the curve is flat, uh, don't think that things are just going to return to normal as they were. It's going to take a long time for, for the travel industry to recover, a very long time for manufacturing to get back. And if this continues, we might even experience a shortage of food. That means food prices might skyrocket. And this is asking a new us, a new version of ourselves, because there is, it's a new world. It's never the same anymore. I don't think the world will be the same anymore after this. So it's asking for a new us, a new version of ourselves. What can we do? How can we calibrate our skills to adapt to the new reality? What the new world will look like? That is exactly what we probably should be thinking about and adjusting ourselves to. If you work in a certain industry, maybe it's the time to look into a different industry as well where you can, be, you can apply your skills or you can be more innovative. So I don't have the answers, but I think the right thing we can do is be paranoid, stay safe, and let's figure it out. Don't stop, don't quit, and don't get too complacent. Thank you guys for watching. Remember to subscribe, share, and like. Stay awesome.